welcome to Benzinga's Psychedelics Podcast. This interview episode will feature some of the major companies, organizations, and individuals working toward making evidence-based psychedelic-assisted therapy available for those who would benefit from it. I'm Lara Goldstein, Benzinga's lead psychedelics writer. Today, uh, we're introducing Joel Latham, CEO of NASDAQ listed Incanix Healthcare, a biopharmaceutical company developing novel cannabinoid products and psychedelic-assisted psychotherapies. Joel Latham is the CEO and managing director of Incanix and is responsible for the company's commercial operations, strategic decision-making, and oversight of all clinical development assets. Joel has over 15 years of commercial management and executive experience working for a range of multinational publicly traded companies. So Joel, thank you for joining me and the Benzinga audience through today's talk. Incanix was recently relocated to the US while its team at subsidiary company Clarion Clinics in Australia is prepping to open what would be the first dedicated psychedelic assisted therapy clinic in the country to be located in Melbourne. So today we'll be discussing that and other topics uh, surrounding Incanix activities with psychedelic assisted therapies and cannabinoid uh, products. So Joel, first of all, um, I would like to ask you uh, if you could give us an overview of Incanix, what's the company's unique medicinal cannabis pharmaceutical products and psychedelic medicine therapies in development? as of currently. Sure. Well, and, um, and and thank you for that introduction, Lara. So by way of background, as you mentioned, uh, Inconnect is a clinical stage pharmaceutical company developing medicinal cannabinoid drugs and psychedelic medicine therapies. Our strategy centers around on scientifically validating our novel drugs and therapies working hand in hand with the FDA to achieve authorization and registration for the indications that we're targeting. So we have a deep asset portfolio. Uh, we have 28 assets under development at the moment, uh, which have all been de-risked with positive uh, clinical data uh, and preclinical data. Uh, we now own the largest IP portfolio in the cannabinoid and psychedelic research sectors, which puts us in a really strong position commercially as we continue to develop these novel drugs and therapies moving forward. So whilst 28 assets uh, in the pipeline seems quite extensive, what it does provide is many opportunities for uh, the company to provide favourable outcomes for shareholders, but also make a significant difference in the lives of millions of patients suffering from the indications that we're targeting. So um, back to uh, the company's redomiciliation to the US, um, what can you share about the transaction? Uh, what has what has um, propelled it? What, what, why was the decision taken so as to be off the Australian uh, stock exchange and begin trading in NASDAQ alone? It, it was a large decision for us as a, as a company and a board of directors to take. We were domiciled on the ASX. We listed the business back in 2016 and, and built up an extensive network of great and supportive investors here within the Australian market. However, it became more complex when we decided to duly list. Um, we, we, we wanted to gain exposure to the broader US capital markets. We felt as though that given the two sectors 
that we're that we that we're in, um, that there's greater opportunity um, for us to grow and develop, um, being based in the US. So what we decided to do was delist from the ASX, relist all of our shares onto the Nasdaq, and domicile the company in the US. What this has now done, it's simplified our corporate structure. It's removed all barriers to entry for the US investment community. We've built up an extensive extensive network uh, throughout the US um, over the past few years, and we have quite a compelling story that really does resonate um, with the investment community. However, it was always difficult to accumulate a position in the company because there were limited shares trading on the NASDAQ as we were domiciled on the ASX. We have now removed that. All of our shares are listed on the NASDAQ. All barriers to entry are removed, and the extensive relationships that were brought that were built uh, in the US, um, they are now able to support the stock as we continue to develop our assets towards authorization and and registration. Uh, so it puts uh, corporately uh, a simplified, much, much far more simplified structure. And what it does also, it allows us to be directly compared to our peer comparisons. There's obviously a lot of interest in the psychedelic sector, and there's a few key companies in this space. Um, We're quite unique because we're targeting the cannabinoid and psychedelic sectors. So we firmly believe that we're quite a strong value proposition when being compared to our peers, not only in the psychedelic, but the cannabinoid sectors. So we felt as though that our true value could be realised when being listed on the NASDAQ and we can be truly compared next to our peer comparisons uh, because we're extremely confident in the asset portfolio that we have and the trajectory that the company is on. Could you provide a brief overview of the three assets, the two cannabinoid and the the one psychedelic that the company is uh, most advanced in? For sure. So our lead asset, without a shadow of a doubt, is called IHL42X. And this indication, uh, it's a combination product that we've developed to target obstructive sleep apnea. So it's worth noting here that obstructive sleep apnea does not currently have a registered pharmaceutical treatment option available to patients. So our goal has been and will continue to be to be the first path supposed to have a registered treatment for obstructive sleep apnea with the FDA. And what provides us with an immense amount of confidence here is that we have completely de-risked this asset by providing overwhelmingly positive um, phase two clinical trial results previously, which has allowed us to progress to the point that we're at now, where we've have recently opened an IND with the FDA, and we have now commenced pivotal phase two, phase three trials uh, across 47 trial sites with in excess of 500 patients um, across six um, across six different countries. So we're in a really strong position with this asset, um, provided positive results uh, and positive progress over time. Um, we, we will have a data readout towards the back end of this year, which is a, another exciting milestone for the company's investors. Um, and, and we're excited to continue to deliver on this asset, which could potentially target over 900 million patients annually. Uh, the second cannabinoid asset that we're targeting at the moment, um, it, it's a multi-use anti-inflammatory um, cannabinoid combination product. 
um, where we're targeting rheumatoid arthritis initially to for the development of this program. Again, we have de-risked this asset with a plethora of positive preclinical and clinical data. And it's got us to a point now where we have now commenced a phase two study with 120 patients across 10 trial sites. So again, another active, significant trial underway, uh, and we look forward to delivering um, results to the market in due course once completed. Now to finish with our psychedelic asset that we have under development, and this is called Cygan. So we're targeting generalized anxiety disorder, and we're utilizing psilocybin in combination with psychotherapy. This is the world-first clinical trial that we have developed here um, with a team of international key opinion leaders in their respective fields. I'm really, really excited about this asset because we are at, we are now a database lock for a phase two trial um, that we have had under development for the past two years here within Australia. That trial has been run in a, in, in a specialised psychedelic research um, facility called Brain Park at Monash University, which is a top 100 university globally. So we're on track to be able to deliver phase two results within Q1 this year. So nearing being able to do release the data readout. Um, so again, across our three assets that I've just disclosed, um, we have three significant data readouts in, in the near term. So looking looking forward to being able to provide what we hope to be favourable outcomes for not only our shareholders, but the patients that are suffering from the, these indications that we're targeting. I think you have already applied to the to the FDA to commence to commence psilocybin trials, that trial in the US. So, are you uh, waiting for those re- results in order to commence uh, those trials in the US? Maybe a phase two, phase three. Uh, no, no, we're not. So we've we've released interim results for this particular program previously, which provided us with an immense amount of confidence to be able to start planning in parallel whilst the phase two um, here in Australia was being completed. So what's that, allowed, that that has allowed us to scale up and appoint our regulatory consultants, our CRO partners, to be able to progress into pivotal studies that will be based in the US and Europe um, that will form part of an open IND. So we're finalising uh, the IND package to submit to the FDA. Uh, in parallel, um, we're well advanced um, with our regulatory partners and our CRO partners globally. And we're, we're confident we're able to hit the ground running um, once, we, uh, once we're in a position to have our IND open. So, and, and the reason that we do this is we, we try to have things moving in parallel to continue to provide value uh, to the market. And the reason for all this is uh, myself and the board and key management and executives within the business we own over 30% of the business. We've participated in all capital raises since the business was listed back in 2016 and, and we haven't sold a share. So we are, without a doubt, strategically aligned with shareholders. So we run this business as efficiently as possible. Not only that, we know that generalised anxiety disorder is a debilitating condition as well. Um, with, with many of the currently accepted treatments achieving remissions. So... Uh, we know that there's a market screaming out for an alternative therapy and we're primed to be able to deliver that therapy uh, over time. Okay, so uh, back to the, maybe to the Melbourne Clinic. How do you expect 
the clinics roll out and it's success expected. Uh, how do you expect it will impact on companies on the company's valuation, investments, and trading? Will it be something significant? What What are your thoughts on that? I I, I think it should impact the company's valuation significantly. And the reason for this is we've been we're we're we're, we're an R and D focused business, um, and obviously it's a it's a costly exercise to be able to develop uh, unique and novel drugs. What this the, the development of our um, our, our psychedelic uh, clinic within Melbourne provides us with the opportunity um, to generate uh, significant sums of revenue uh, if we're able to validate the proof of concept that we're that we're developing. So we firmly believe that this will be a world leading psychedelic assisted psychotherapy clinic. It's going to be the first of its kind uh, within Australia, and uh, we would not have entered into this space unless we had the right team the right protocols and the right structures in place. Similar to our um, generalised anxiety SIGAD program, we have a world-leading team um, that is driving the development of this clinic um, and uh, extremely confident in their capabilities and, and their, their capabilities not only to deliver, but they're standing, within, they're standing within the sector. So we wouldn't have entered into this space if we didn't firmly believe that it should have a positive impact on the company's valuation moving forward. So we look forward to um, formally opening the doors um, when final TGA approvals are received, uh, proving the concept, then um, implementing rapid expansion plans um, and putting the company in the position where um, we, we will be generating revenue. And we see this as being a multi-billion dollar business in Australia alone. So given the regulatory changes here in Australia, we're primed to take advantage of the Australian market. Um, so our focus is on cornering uh, and securing the Australian market first and foremost, uh, then expanding globally from there. Uh, so we have a, a phase two trial that's underway that was run through Monash University. They have a psychedelic um, research centre out of there that we've been able to utilise. Then, which then kind of leads into the clinic that we're opening in Melbourne. So there have been some um, regulatory changes uh, from the TGA, which is the equivalent to the FDA in the US, where they've downscheduled psilocybin uh, and MDMA, um, So, which provides us with the opportunity to be able to prescribe um, and utilise um, those compounds and in the treatment of um, patients that are suffering from um, uh, mental health issues. So we've decided to open um, a clinic in Melbourne. It's it, it's it's the first of its kind in Australia. Um, we've received ethics approval for the opening of this clinic, and we're working very closely with the TGA currently to receive uh, the final clearance. So what this means is that we're able to that we that that we will be uh, we will open uh, and own um, and operate a chain of psychedelic assisted psychotherapy clinics uh, nationally first then we plan to expand internationally and our goal is to our overarching goal for these clinics is to deliver ethical and effective treatment um, to over 1 million people here in Australia which we which we hope to grow the capacity to over time when when do you expect uh, if there's any any clear date uh, the TGA will give its final approval for the clinic to open, yeah. So we're we're, we're nearing uh, we're we're nearing 
um, that stage at the moment. So we're, pleasingly, we announced to the market um, that we that we received ethics approval uh, approximately uh, four weeks ago. Um, so that was a great development uh, for the company. Um, all final submissions have been made with the, with the TGA. We have a great working relationship with the TGA. Um, and we look forward to providing the market the market with up with updates in due course. Um, uh, but we're working on that being um, sooner rather than later. Because you opened um, applications for for interested parties back in August 2023, can you give us any any maybe rough numbers on how many people um, have applied or are interested in, or maybe through their physicians, through their psychiatrists, considering that. Um, that's the way to do it, right? That's the way to get the, the treatment. Yeah, so we've been we've been inundated since we since we went live um, and and opened up the the opportunity for uh, potential patients to register interests. Um, and I think what that shows is that there is significant interest and significant need for change within the industry. So uh, what that does now it provides us with an immense amount of confidence because we know that the clinic has now been, uh, we know that the clinic concept has been received well uh, because of us being inundated um, with the requests uh, and patients um, basically disclosing that they, they need change and they, and, they, and, and, and they want a solution. So we're very, very pleased to be able to provide that solution for, for those patients here within Australia. Um, so it's a, uh, Without, without a shadow of a doubt, a unique opportunity, not only for the company, um, but for the patients to, to actually buck the trend um, that they're currently on and, and make a real difference in their lives. And considering uh, potential MDMA approval, and now that the company has re-domiciled to the US, considering potential M- MDMA approval in the US for PTSD, such as has been in Australia, would the company uh, consider to start providing should the proof of concept clinic back in Melbourne uh, provide good results, would you consider uh, commencing to uh, offer MDMA-assisted therapy for PTSD in the U.S.? Yeah, it's it's something that we continue continue to monitor very closely. Uh, one thing that we do pride ourselves on is being at the forefront of not only the cannabinoid but the psychedelic um, sectors. So that's something that is on our radar. Um, where we're looking at various opportunities, uh, utilizing MDMA at the moment. Nothing that is that is, that is public knowledge, but as we have done previously, uh, we often have many moving parts and always thinking uh, several years ahead. So that is without a doubt something on the agenda, um, and uh, yeah, we we look forward to potentially providing a solution there uh, in the future as well. Can you share uh, with us some more about what um, you know about? sector's growth, uh, maybe what should investors expect next from Incanex and how can they learn more? So what uh, investors should look out for in, in regards to Incanex is our three lead assets, um, the de- delivery of clinical trial results, the delivery of progress. Uh, we want to keep uh, disrupting uh, both sectors. We want to make a real difference in the lives of patients suffering from these indications. And we want to provide favourable outcomes for our shareholders. So that's what we're focused on. That's what we've done in the past. And we're going to pride ourselves on continuing to do that in the future. So for anyone that is wanting to find out more, um, you can visit our website, www.inconnects.com.
www.joelatham.com. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. This was Joel Latham, CEO of Incanex Healthcare. This is Lara Goldstein, Benzinga's lead psychedelics writer. This is Benzinga's psychedelic podcast. Thank you for listening to us.